of Hebrews, we're going to be going through the entire chapter. So you can just mark your Bible as we go through the various examples, the illustrations of individuals' lives. As we focus on the new series I'm entitling, Frame, I left my frame in the, in the office. Frame your focus by faith in the word. Frame your focus by faith in the word. Beginning in verse 1, we read, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And we thank you for all that you're going to say to our hearts during this difficult time where the hits just keep on coming. Oh, God, we just lift up this country. We lift up the nations of the world. God, we lift up the families of those, some 200,000 that have lost their lives because of the COVID virus. God, we lift up those who have yet to recognize that this is not just an epidemiological crisis. This is a plague brought on by divine judgment. And so, God, I pray that we would return, that you might heal our land. We pray this in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. Praise God. Amen. Some time ago, I remember hearing an imaginary story about a group of frogs that were forced to relocate to a new home. The place where they had been ponding <laughs> had experienced a drought. And so for the sake of safety, the frogs following their leader traveled under the cover of night. And as they made their way to a new home, two of the frogs somehow got separated and they accidentally fell into a very deep ditch. When the leader was informed of what had happened to two of his fellow frogs, he went to the place where the ditch was and he looked down and he said to the two frogs that had fallen, he said, I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings, but you guys are done. You ain't never getting out of this ditch. And hearing the leaders say that they would never get out of the ditch, the other frogs began to chant, you will never get out of this ditch, you will never get out of this ditch, and you will never get out of this ditch. And hearing the words chanted, you will never get out of this ditch. One of the frogs that was leaping and jumping and trying to get out became discouraged and quit. While the second frog, who was hard of hearing, the more they said, you will never get out of this ditch, you will never get out of this ditch, the higher he jumped, the more he leaped, and finally, he was outside of the ditch. 
And to the shock and the amazement of the leader and the followers, they said, how did you make it out of the ditch? You were gone, and we never thought you would. And he said, I thought you said you can get out of the ditch. And because of what I thought you said, here I stand. I want you to know that words matter. Uh, they can mean the difference between getting out or quitting, victory or defeat. Words can even determine life or death. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Life or death. Words matter. Not only do the words that are spoken matter, but what we hear and how we understand the words that we hear matter. I want you to know that the first frog heard words of discouragement and he gave in. The second frog heard a different message and he refused, refused to give up. Words have power. How many of you know that? As we continue our series entitled Frame Your Focus by Faith in the Word of God, I want to share with you that faith is activated by the words you speak. I say to somebody, create a new world. A new world. Amen. Amen. I should add by saying what God has already said. It's not about Speak it into existence. No, it's about saying what God has said will create a new world for you. Somebody say amen. If you don't like the, the current world that you're in, just speak a new one into existence based on what God has already said. Again, our key passage is taken from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, and hopefully by the end of our series you will have this memorized. We know by faith that the world's the universe was framed, catatizoed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made by the things which are visible. We know that God spoke ex nihilo. He spoke to nothing and nothing became something by his word. By his word, the words that you speak matter. Now, here's some things, here's some things that we need to understand as we, as we begin this study today in the word of God. And I believe that it's going to change your life if you would just hear the word that God has for you today. The three words, again, we want to make clear what the word frame means. By frame, we're talking about the word of God, the structure by which we are, are, are going to know how to think about the pandemic, how we're going to know how to think about our finances, how we're going to know how to navigate our way. We're talking about the word of God as the frame. What's inside of the frame that we should focus on is the character, the nature, the attributes, the perfections of God that the word of God shines the light on so that as I'm going through the pandemic, the more I'm in the word and learning about God, the clearer I can see him. And the bigger God is, the bigger my problems is, I understand that I have a God who's much bigger. 
And faith is simply relying and having confidence in and totally having full confidence that God is going to keep every promise that he made concerning our future. Faith is simply acting like God is telling the truth. Somebody say amen. Now, understanding that creating your new world by what you say, I want to be clear of what that doesn't mean. There's an entire movement that has, in the charismatic part of the body of Christ, that developed an entire teaching, an entire denomination around Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. And basically, when, when the Lord said, and, and, and that verse is, is, is mistreated, it's called the word of faith. Speak it, and it'll come into existence. Whatever you say by faith, and you declare it in Jesus' name, it shall be so. Now listen, listen to me. They misinterpret this passage that when God formed the world and filled it and catechized it, fashioned it, the universe from nothing by his rhema word, he spoke it into existence. God decided, I have a desire for a world, so ex nihilo, from nothing, I'm going to declare that nothing becomes something. And the fiat of God, that is God's divine imperative, he simply declared it and nothing had to obey because God said it and the authority of his word demands that when he speaks, there must be a response. And so God spoke nothing into something by his divine sovereign authority. And the reason why God's word has absolute authority that we can trust in is because he is the substance of things. Because of the God who backs up the word. He is the omnipotent one, omnipresent one, omniscient one. He spoke ex nihilo. From nothing, something became. Because God spoke it into existence by a rhema word, a right now word, an applicational word. Nothing had to obey. Now, while God has the absolute authority to speak to a person who is living and breathing and say to our souls, return. As he said in Luke chapter 9, the rich man, after he looked at all that he had earned and the profits that he had, that he had accumulated unto himself, he said, he assessed his wealth and he said, I'm going to say to my soul, build more barns, make more money, Take your, and, and enjoy the fruit of your, of your labor. And the Bible said that night, God said to that man, soul return. <laughs> and the man, with all of his wealth, his soul, one thing he had no control over is his soul. And that night he died. And the Bible says that man was a fool because he placed his trust. Now, we don't have the ability to speak ex nihilo. You can't speak something that into existence that didn't exist. I can't tell uh, my sickness, I ain't sick. I'm coughing. They say I got cancer. They say it's tuberculosis. But because I declare and decree, I'm speaking in the authority of the word. Now, here's the key. They say they're speaking in the authority of the word. But sometimes we're saying about the word what God never said. Because people, uh, what, we, what we learn in 2 Timothy chapter 2.15, Paul says, study to show yourself approved studying the word of God rightly, accurately, cutting straight 
If you pull the word out of context, you will think you can speak to a chair and make it levitate. You will speak and say that you got a million dollars when you're broke as a joke. You will believe that you're the boss when you ain't nothing but the person that opens up the door for the boss. Just because you speak, it doesn't make it so. Only God can speak ectonilo, can speak with absolute authority, with divine, with divine, with divine decrees, and then a divine imperative. We don't have that kind of authority. I can't even tell somebody. I can lay hands on somebody. I can't heal anybody. You can't heal anybody. What we understand from the word of God in 1 in, in first, in first John uh, a chapter of 5, verse 14, regarding the authority that we have as believers, the Bible says this is the confidence that we have, that if we ask anything according to his will, that is what God will do. If we speak what God has already spoken, and what I'm saying about what God has already spoken is accurate, if it lines up to the word, if it's rightly dividing the word of two, if I'm not isogeting but exegeting, taking out of the text what God has said, I can speak and it will be so. Not because I said so, but because God spoke ex God spoke with absolute authority, a divine imperative. Nothing will obey and become something because God says so. God says so. The question is, did God say so? And if he says so, you speak it and it will be. Remembering a story of a woman named Mary, a teenager. She was just a teenager. The angel appeared to her and she said, about 12 months from now, you will, be, you will, bring birth, you will give birth to a child and this child will be the son of God. And Mary said, wait a minute, I don't mean just to be disrespectful or, or, or questioning uh, what you're saying, angel. I, I recognize that you're, you're an angelic being, but I, I need you to answer the question. How can I have a baby when I've never known a man? I'm a virgin. And then the angel tried to explain the unexplainable. <laughs> the child will be produced by the Holy Spirit. And then Mary said, okay. Here's what here's what's mine. I am your servant. Let it be done according to your word. That's what it means to, to speak into being a new creation. According to your word. Here's what you say, God. And because of what you said, you said you provide all of my needs. You said I could be content with all that you've already provided. You said that I would never be tempted beyond what I can bear because you said you would provide a way. So when, according to your word, I'm your servant. So we need to understand that creating a new world is not making a preferred world based on what we believe we want. Amen. Man, you can't go out and buy a car on your spoken word. You got to have something in the bank. And if it's not according to God's will, you are in, you are in disobedience. We also need to understand why we need to activate faith by speaking God's word in every situation. I found myself discouraged this week. And I realized that one of the things that I hadn't do, done uh, that particular day, I hadn't spent time in the word of God. And so I decided I'm going to read the book of Ecclesiastes. Don't read the book of Ecclesiastes during this <laughs> pandemic. Don't do it. Don't read the book of Ecclesi Ecclesiastes. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. And, uh, you can read chapter 12. 
but Solomon was in a backslidden condition when the Holy Spirit directed him to share with us what it's like to walk away from God, how you will see the world. And so here's some reasons why we need to activate, frame our focus by the word of God so that we can speak in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this uncertainty, in the midst of death all around us every day. Somebody's dying. The reason why we need to activate we need to, uh, need to activate faith by speaking God's word in every situation is because our thoughts are not his thoughts. We don't think like God. In, first, in, in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 through 9, says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We don't think like God. And what happens is if you and I with the natural eye. And God, we were looking at the same situation with all of our education and experience and whatever substance we think we have or level of influence. If we were looking at it from the natural eye, the same thing that God, we would see entirely different things. We would only have a temporal perspective of eternal things. And so my thoughts are not God's thoughts. Our ways are not God's ways. That's why we need to activate faith by the word of God. That's, we need the word of God because we don't think like God. I'm reminded of the story of the, in, in the book of uh, 2 Kings chapter 6, Elisha the prophet, his servant uh, Elohim uh, runs in and he says, Master, Master, we're going to die. This is a bad day. And, and, and Elijah, just as calm and collect, wakes up, wipes the sleep from his eyes. He says, well, what's wrong, my servant? He says, we're surrounded. The entire city of Dothan is surrounded by the Assyrians. They're going to kill us. And, and, and he said, calm down, calm down, because they that are for us, are more than they are that are against. Now he's talking about something that entirely, but visible by the natural eye, the servant couldn't see it. And so Elijah said, Lord, he prayed, Lord, open his eyes that he may see that they that are for us. See, when you look at your situation from your human perspective, you're going to feel outnumbered. You're going to feel overwhelmed. You're not going to have the right answer. But if you see through the eyes of faith, you're going to recognize that they that are for us in the midst of our circumstance. We need to activate our faith by the word of God in every situation because we don't think like God. We need to activate, turn the light on, hear what God has said about that circumstance. Because by ourselves, we're going to come up with the wrong conclusion. We're going to think the worst first. Here's the second reason. Your words have limited power and authority. Your words. It don't matter if you're the president of the United States. You can't make COVID-19 go away. I don't care how much money you have in the bank. You can't. Uh, 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 bring back any of the 200,000 Americans who have died. I know somebody who can. But in Isaiah 55, verse 11, said the Lord speaking, he said, so shall my word be that go forth out of my mouth. It shall never return unto me void, but it shall accomplish everything I please and wherever I send it. My words are limited. What I can say over a situation, I may want it to change. I may be brokenhearted about it. But it's only the word of God that can speak out of no to nothing, and it becomes something. So shall my word be. He didn't say our words. Our words can't make anything have eternal value. 
I guarantee you if the President of the United States could make the pandemic go away with all of his fortune and whatever he has, <laughs> he would definitely make it go away. It's supposed to go away magically anyway. Here's another reason why we need to activate faith through our words or through the word of God. Through the word of God. Say through the word of God. Your words are useless in spiritual warfare. The Bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. It said, and the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, not cardinal, but they are mighty to the pulling down of struggle. The devil don't care nothing about your words. I ain't ever going to do that again. And you, first of all, you praying and telling the devil what you aren't going to do. You've given him your strategy. The devil don't know what's in your mind unless you tell him, unless he learned your habits. <laughs> so you tell him the devil all that you're not going to do. He said, yeah, sure, right, I got you. Your words have no power. But the scripture said, but put on the whole armor of God. And one of the most informidable weapons that we have in the armor of God is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We have no power to, to deal with Satan and what the demons that are attacking us right now. This is a demonic attack on the world and on America. This country is being divided. There's a spirit of deception that is overtaking this world. Your words will not make the devil flee. Oh, I love what Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 says, and, and they overcame him, Satan, the accuser of the brethren, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They, they did not love Life to, unto death. In other words, by obeying the word of God in the midst of the tribulation of life, they were able to overcome the enemy. We're going to overcome the enemy by obeying the word of God, by applying the word of God. Your words mean nothing in spiritual warfare. That's like standing in front of a Mack truck that's run, that doesn't have any brakes and say, stop in the name of, that truck ain't stopping. Your words have no authority to withstand the attacks that we're under. That's why we need to be saturating our, our minds more than ever before with the truth of the word of God. That's what's going to keep you. That's what's going to give you, the, 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 encourage you in the time of difficulty. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Your words are useless in spiritual warfare. Your words are limited in their authority. Your words, your thoughts. Here's the fourth reason why we need to activate our faith through the word of God. Your thoughts lead you away from God, not to God. The more we look at what's going on, it ain't going to draw you nearer to Jesus by depending on your thoughts and your wisdom. Your, I said, there is a way that seems right unto man, but the end of that way is the way of death. The man's thoughts on their own will not draw us to God. It will push us away. And so we need to know the thoughts of God. We need to internalize the word of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. We've heard this. And hearing by what? The word of God. We need the word of God so that we can speak to our situations about anxiety. Speak to our situations about worry. Speak to our situations about fear. Speak to our situations in the death room. What do you say to somebody whose loved one who has died by themselves because of the coronavirus? You need to have a word, a proceeding, a rhema word for that person based on what God has already said. If you see a world that you don't like, speak a new one into existence, not based on your authority, not based on what you got to and your power based on what God, who is the substance of things that, hope, that we hope for, 
and has given us the evidence of things not seen. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody understands what I'm talking about. Amen? amen? Amen. Now, how can you speak God's word over your life by faith? How can you do that? I'm glad you asked. You need to inform your thoughts with, that is, information, and by application, the word of God, in order to see the invisible. Let me say that again. You need to inform your thoughts with, that is, get the information. I will instruct you and guide you in the way that you should go. My word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. The Bible says, earth and heaven shall pass away, but not one jot or tittle till the word of God will fail. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will never fail. And so the first thing that you need to do is inform your thoughts with the word of God and by the word of God. And that means for the purpose of application, because faith without works is what? Come on, you guys wake up. Come on now. I know it's early, but come on. Praise God. Inform your thoughts. And when you do, you can see the invisible. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It enables you to see the invisible as if it were visible. In fact, the Bible talks about this in Hebrews chapter 5. I'm not going to read all the entire verses. It says, when your mind has been exercised, it's been in the gym with the word of God. <laughs> when you have been developed over time and become spiritually mature, what the word of God does, just like working out in the gym will give you muscles and give you endurance and, and give you stamina, the word of God will exercise you in such a way that you're able to discern evil from good. It gives you discernment. It gives you the ability to make the right decisions in difficult circumstances. You will, you will have answers that you never knew, that you, things that you never thought you knew. You, the Bible says that the word of God enables you to have discernment. It enables you to see the visible. People say, how do you know that? God revealed it. God revealed it. Now, just make sure you give him the credit. So something you can understand, when, when we were involved with the uh, Iraq war, it was called Desert Storm. And Sadan so said, this is going to be the mother of all wars, and America's blood is going to run like, like fountains of uh, uh, the rivers of the Jordan, and da 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 just all these uh, things that are going to happen. And then the war was over in one day. Now, how, how was the war, how were the Americans able to win the war in one day? They had what were called night goggles. These goggles enabled them to have night vision. Now, when the, they said so the battle occurred at night, the Iraqi soldiers could not see the enemy. They could not see the Americans. But the Americans had these night goggles on, and what, would, what was invisible to the Iraqi soldiers became visible to the American soldiers. And those night goggles not only enabled you to see where your enemy was, those goggles allow you to even see around the corner and shoot. So they, you had this, this extraordinary ability that gave you this advantage to see the invisible as if it were visible. I want you to understand that the word of God, when your mind is informed with the scripture, you can see the invisible as if it were visible. I didn't see a letter, but there it is. I didn't hear a word, but I got it now. I didn't know how I was going to make it, but I knew that God said I was going to make it. And if God said it, that settles it. Inform your thinking by the word of God, and you'll see the invisible. How, how you, why are you so confident? Why aren't you popping pills? Why haven't you uh, uh, gotten you a therapist, too? Because I know how this is going to come out. I know the end. I already know the outcome. 
Here's the second thing you can do. Inform your thoughts by God's word so that you can speak with divine authority. You need to get your thoughts right so that your words will be right. And when you speak what God has already said, <laughs> it will come to pass. I like what uh, Matthew chapter uh, uh, 18 verses verse 18 to 19 says, and I will give you the authority to bind and loose. Whatever you bind and loose on earth shall be bound and loosed in heaven. And the Bible says when two or three touch and agree, ag agreeing on earth, whatever you ask for, it shall be done. We're not, here's the caveat in, in the context of that. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you can ask whatever you will. But then you can loosen bind. And so I can speak with authority over sickness, over demonic possession. I can speak with authority over finances. I can speak with authority over fear, over world's life, over my problems. I can speak with authority when I'm leading somebody to Jesus because in the when I line up with what God has already said, I can create a new world because it's in harmony with what God has already decreed. I can stand in the gap for a nation and pray. The Lord said, I would, I, he said in Ezekiel chapter 22, I look throughout the earth searching for one. Just one person that would stand in the gap and that would cry out to me. I didn't want to bring judgment. I didn't want to bring discipline. But he said, after I searched the entire world, I went to the church. I went to the politicians. I went to the to common people. There was not one. But he said, if I had found one, their proclamation from earth to heaven would have spared the land. I want you to know that we have authority when we pray. You have authority over sickness when it's in according to God's will. It's really true that greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Do you believe that? If you speak the word, the problem is we don't know the word. You don't know the promises of God. And so when the devil comes at us, like a, a, the Bible says, he's like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. When he, when, when he raises up a standard against the people of God, we don't understand that God has already put a hedge of protection around us. That we're not the head, we are the head and not the tail. We already have the victory. But if you don't know the promises, that no weapon formed against you. The weapons will be formed, but they shall not prosper. Somebody say amen. When you inform your thoughts with the word of God, you can speak with authority. The devil has to flee. When, the de when Jesus was tempted by the devil, when he, when he spoke the word of God, he said, get thee behind me, Satan. The devil had to flee. That's the power that you have in the word. Here's the third thing. Inform your thoughts by, the, by God's word to overcome discouragement. Oh, sometimes in this dark time, every twist and turn of what's going on in Washington, there's an evil man in the White House. And he is, I do believe that demonic powers are controlling him and that this is literally a battle for the soul of this country. I really believe that with all of my heart. And if it wasn't for the word of God, I would be totally dismayed. 
But we can find when we inform our thoughts with the word of God. Jeremiah, here, here's what Jeremiah said. He was going to quit the ministry. He was so discouraged. He got tired of being thrown in jail, tired of being fed bread and water, tired of being misunderstood and abused simply because he was telling people what thus saith the Lord. Then he said, when, after he decided to quit, he said, then I said, I will make no mention of him nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my boat. He said, I couldn't keep silent. I just couldn't close my mouth. I just couldn't turn my back on God. He said, oh God, the word inside of us, in the midst of your dark hour, in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, God's word will be your source of strength and encouragement. Inform your thoughts by committing scripture to memory. Oh, here's another area of weakness in many Christians' lives. We have not committed God's word. David says, thy word have I hid in my heart. I've treasured it in my heart. I memorized it. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinner, or standeth in the way of the ungodly. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he what? He meditates in it. How long? Both day and night. Oh, when we memorize the word of God, the truth, true success and prosperity is inseparably linked to memorizing scripture. God said, if you want to be successful and prosperous, you need to commit my word to memory. Listen to what Joshua, he told Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it both day and night, and that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For when you, and for then, for then, once you've meditated and observed it and, 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 and talked about the word, then you will make your way, what? Prosperous and you will have good success. You want to be prosperous? You want to be successful? Hide this word of God in your heart. I dare you to memorize scripture. I dare you to commit it to memory. When Christ was tempted, he didn't just uh, talk about another level for another devil. God is good, and all the time God is good. Let go and let God. Cleanliness is next to godliness. You take God. I never find any of that in the Bible. He quoted the word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that, oh, God. He's, Jesus was God in human form, but when he was attacked, guess what he did? He pulled from memory what he had learned. God's word. You know what the scripture says about committing the scripture to memory? That God is not going to bring back to your remembrance anything that you haven't learned. Say, boy, it's so easy to be a preacher. No, I spend hours, hours before I stand in front of you. I would, I'm nervous to get up here and I haven't prepared. Because I want God on my worst day to bring back what he taught me in the private time that I've labored before him in his word. Christ quoted the scriptures. He had memorized, though he was the living word, Satan had to flee. <laughs> Satan may not be leaving your home because he's not, obviously he's not intimidated by your words. But the word of God. If you don't like the world that you're in, create a new one by saying what God has already said in his word. Yes. 
and then acting on it because you believe God knows what he's saying and he can be trusted. In 1993, I got a call from a dear friend and she was in tears. She said, my brother was just murdered, 25 years old. He was ambushed in Philadelphia while driving home, shot in the head. And she said, would you please do his funeral? And I agreed without hesitation. And I remember I had no idea that this young man was so popular. They chose the largest church in South Philly to have the funeral. And there had to be over 500 people in that room. And most of them were 25 years and younger. Many of them had never been inside of a church building. They were punching the pews. They were cussing. They were arguing. Some were bringing beer, full beer cans and wine bottles and putting them in a casket. None of them had on suit and tie, all sweatsuit and sweatsuited down and expensive sneakers. And they were just in front of the casket, just crying uncontrollably. Some had passed out, just stretched out. And there were about six ministers on the pulpit with me. And one of the ministers said, whispered to me, she said, she said, she said, would you tell them to respect the house of God? Would you tell them to calm down? This is not the place to act like this in the house of God. So I listened, and one thing I did know was that I wasn't going to tell people who had no concept of church to calm down. I didn't really know what to do, but the Spirit of God said, get up. And I just started reading the word. <laughs> And I started quoting scripture, and the next thing I knew, the, the, there came a quiet over the room, and people started to sit down, and people stopped cussing, and people started taking bottles out of the casket, and taking cans out of the casket, and people started, instead of screaming, they started praying, oh God, I don't know about you, but what I came to understand on that day is that the word, the word, the word, God's word, it works, it works, it works, and if you want a new world, just speak the word that God has already spoken, and it shall come to pass because this word, this word works. It 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 works. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you that we can create a new world not based on our authority and power, but on the, on the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. You are that substance, and your word has proven by evidence that what you say about our future is absolutely guaranteed. We bless you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise